want you to know that the mothership has landed. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mothership. Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership. The, the, the mothership. Let's come on. Happy Wednesday morning, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome to our little four-hour interstellar sports joyride. The deacation continues. So it's bogus, people. The Body Bilotti, EJ Stewart, and Greg Caserta all live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City, broadcasting to affiliates coast to coast and north of the border on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, and Sirius XM Channel 158 from Boston to Inglewood and Sioux Falls to El Paso, Kalamazoo and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. And holy crap, you can see us too. The stream I was told would be back. I haven't seen a Kaplan yet today. There appear to be red lights on cameras in front of us. So I'm assuming that we are up and running. WatchDA.com, Twitch. And, of course, most significantly, the pristine feed on our YouTube page as well. So you can watch us. You can listen to us for these next four hours here on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, Sirius XM Channel 158. We are happy you are with us again on this Wednesday. We have reached the midpoint of this week. Without the namesake, his vacation continues. But if you need D.A., You've got 35 minutes of him and me on the PGP, uh, which we believe is now all correctly edited and loaded. If it's not, at this point, we don't care. So you can save your tweets and texts, DMs, and emails. We did the best we could. If it's there, enjoy it. If it's not, we'll see you next week. As always, on a Wednesday, Champ and Chum comes your way this morning on top of the usuals. Sound checks done to a news, your epic fail. We'll have the latest on Bronny James, the latest attempt of use of Saudi money in the soccer world. A. Sherrod Blakely helps us break down the Jalen Brown extension. Aaron McMahon of M Live walks us through Jim Harbaugh's pending suspension at Michigan. And another best of list is making people mildly angry in the NFL. But we begin with football's newest, highest-paid player. It is not Jalen Hurts anymore. It's no longer Lamar Jackson. It certainly ain't Patrick Mahomes. It'll soon be Joe Burrow, but for now, it's Justin Herbert, and that's where we begin. It's your cold open. Takes the handoff. Herbert's got room. Rolls to his right. Takes that shot. Back toward Mike Williams. Other side of the field. Caught! Go, Mike, go. Go, 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 go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Yeah, that was a decent game. We all know how we feel about him, and uh, I think navigating this process, we have a very good relationship with his team, um, and I'm confident, you know, that um, Justin Herbert's going to be our quarterback for a long time, and that um, we'll make sure that we get a great deal done. Pressure's coming. Herbert eludes the rush, throws on the run, and it is caught. Clock Mike is running. Williams, what a catch! And now they got to hustle. That's an incredible play on both ends. Justin Herbert with a pinpoint pass, but Mike Williams with the skill. You saw him point up. He said, hey, just throw this ball up to me. I got you. 
I got you. I can make this play realizing what your skill set is on both ends. I've been so thankful to be a part of the Chargers organization. I, I do everything I can to be here, and, um, you know, whatever happens, happens, and it is out of my control. But, uh, you know, I've been so thankful for the Spanos family and um, everyone in the front office for, for taking great care of us. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. As the body just told me in my ear, those were football noises in your cold open. Matt Money Smith on Chargers Radio. That was Austin Eckler mic'd up through NFL Films. There was a Brandon Staley clip in there as well. Plus, our good friend Andrew Catalan, plus James Lofton on in the NFL on CBS. And finally, Justin Herbert, who, P.S., is he Canadian? He went organization in there. We're saying the same thing. That came out of nowhere. First-class organization. Yeah, I never heard anything about him being from Canada, but maybe he is. Either way, the Chargers quarterback is now, for now, the highest-paid player in the NFL based on annual average value. Five years, a max value of $262.5 million dollars. Very rarely do we get there. The numbers that matter, 185 mil total and new guarantees, including 133.7 mil being guaranteed at signing. Now, this comes on the heels of Jalen Hurts getting a max value of 255 over his five-year deal with the Eagles, quickly topped by Lamar Jackson's 260 in Baltimore, and now there's Herbert. And... The title of highest paid player almost doesn't really matter in the NFL because it certainly does not line up necessarily with your skills. Not that Herbert is not a great quarterback, but he's not currently the best quarterback in the NFL. And he won't be as long as Patrick Mahomes is still playing the game. But he's got the top spot now until Joe Burrow tops him. We'll get to that in just a second. But this is just what you do in particular at this position, but basically at every single one in the NFL. One guy signs something, and then the next guy gets just a little bit more to jump ahead, and we just keep playing leapfrog down the road, down the road, and down the road. So right now, maybe for a day or two, maybe for a little bit longer, it's Herbert's turn to have this title. Either way, titles aside, there is no reason why the Chargers should not give him all of the money. He has done things over his first three seasons that either nobody has done or only a few other quarterbacks have done in the history of the game. And he's done that, depending on how you want to break it down, handcuffed by a limited offense. That is why Kellen Moore is now in charge. Justin Herbert threw the ball downfield as little as any quarterback in the NFL last year. So now you're going to unleash Justin Herbert after already making history over his first three seasons. So we have just maybe scratched the surface on what this young man can do. He seems to be a good dude, certainly worthy of to be the face of the franchise and to be their quarterback, they hope, for the entire time he plays football. So this is an absolute no-brainer from the Bolts. He's going nowhere. The questions we kind of posed yesterday is, how much longer is Brandon Staley his, his, his head coach? He certainly is for this year, at least at the beginning of it. And the Chargers hope that they can stay healthy, have a little less tumultuous season than last year when they won a bunch of games in a row, lost a bunch of games in a row, won a bunch of games in a row again, and then had the awful playoff collapse against the Jaguars in round one. They're looking for a little more consistency, some guys stepping up, some guys staying healthy. Not the best of rosters top to bottom, but they hope that they can push the Chiefs for the first time in a while, legitimately push them in that AFC West, which again, 
is where you find the Chiefs and where you find Patrick Mahomes. And connected to this news yesterday is this Mahomes contract, which at face value was a remarkable number to see, 10 years and $500 million. But it has very quickly become under market for Mahomes. I mean, he's not even the highest paid quarterback in his division anymore because of this deal with Herbert. And we discussed this yesterday, too, surrounding Chris Jones and his holdout. Part of the Mahomes deal was leaving money on the table, having fancy accounting and whatnot. And even this year, they reconfigured something into a signing bonus, which changed the economics of a salary cap hit. It gave the Chiefs more space to do things right now. So there's always little pockets in these deals to get that done. But just as far as dollars and cents go, Mahomes is somehow now underpaid in the AFC West, not just in the NFL altogether. And much like Tom Brady in New England, one of the main Brady compliments was how he always did team-friendly deals. And he did, but he always did get his money too. That storyline got a little oversold at times. And we are here again yesterday talking about Mahomes' selflessness which has a shelf life as well. He's got this deal. It can be twisted in this and whatnot, but you know, and we've already they've already talked about this openly, the Chiefs, that they know they'll have to renegotiate this, and you know there's been a call or two, and there'll be another call or two in the next month or so when Joe Burrow signs his extension with the Bengals, where Mahomes' agents remind the Chiefs that, okay, this is still friendly, and we can be friendly, but we need to make this look a little bit better for Patty here because he can't be the third or fourth or fifth highest paid quarterback in the league and number two in his division and number three or four in the conference. So Mahomes, definitely a good team player, but he's also a businessman and maybe not immediately, but I would think sometime before the end of next year, we get a new reconfigured Mahomes chief agreement as all of these new deals keep being signed. And again, the next one is Burrow. We had this conversation, Sean and I, I think very early uh, in what well, was a long run between paternity leave and, and baby appointments. There was a lot of me and Sean. At one point, we had this Burrow and Herbert conversation that they were kind of playing an indirect game of chicken. Who was going to go first? Who was going to sign? Because knowing then the other guy would then trump that. And this is, if you're going in on value and, I guess, resume, for lack of a better term, this is the order they should go in. Herbert gets his deal now, and then Burrow, who has the better numbers and the better success on the field, he then follows Herbert and gets a little better deal, and that's where we are now. Uh, Burrow's deal may be done by before week one, because... The Bengals, as cheap as they may be, know that Burrow's the guy, know they have to pay him, know there's only so much wiggle room in paying him, and now they know what basically the number looks like. If the overall number for Herbert is 262.5, I'm thinking Burrow gets closer to 270, and then the guaranteed money will be a little bit more than what Herbert's getting, but the bottom line is all these dudes are getting paid, and thankfully for their teams, all of them deserve to get paid because... There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL. Most of them seem to be in the AFC. And now Herbert gets his money yesterday from the Bolts. So as I mentioned, Greg Caserta is here today. He's here tomorrow, and he's physically here right now, hanging out to my left. And um, I can't think of a less lengthy and pointless and more pointless uh, title than highest paid player 
in the NFL because it just it comes and goes sometimes with only a week or two in between. Yeah, because now you look and Mahomes in terms of average annual value after this Herbert deal is eighth, eighth. in the NFL. Right. And then he'll drop down to ninth, assuming that the Burrow deal gets done in the next couple of days. So he's just inside the top 10. So now I'm looking at all the numbers, all the columns of total value, average annual value, total guaranteed. It's still Deshaun Watson with $230 million fully guaranteed that set this entire thing in motion. Completely remade the landscape. Owners not happy about it. Agents very happy about it. And like you said, Burrow's going to beat what Herbert just got. Burrow's represented by Brian Arault at CAA. He's the one that got Ryan Tannehill four years and $118 million. Mm. He got Joey Bosa five years of buck thirty-five. So you look at the representation. This is a guy that's obviously gotten a lot done. Burrow deserves it. I think we'd probably be in agreement that if you're going to start, who would you pick first? I think Burrow's the guy. I'd yeah. rather have him over Herbert. But what you said earlier is the thing that stands out, and that is you got your five years. How long is that going to be with Brandon Staley? Because I think that that is a huge albatross to have him as your coach because I think it's proven at this point that the guy is just not a real winner. You know, yeah. Herbert in his career is 25 and 24. He has been a 500 quarterback, and it's not his own doing. He just does not have a good coach. Yeah, he's a coach that seems to fit the organization. Sometimes he looks like Mm. a genius. Other times he looks like a complete dope uh, (laughs) and just fuels all of the Charger kind of nonsense that needs almost at this point like a seance. Burn some sage in that clubhouse and that facility to kind of get their bad mojo away. Um, But I'm glad you brought up Deshaun Watson because it is worth pointing out that the NFL owners' teams, they did win the battle over fully guaranteed contracts. Everybody flipped out when the Browns did that, wondering if this is going to usher in. And these are the guys who we brought up. Hertz and Burrow and Herbert. They're all going to need new deals. And I guess more so the two last guys, Burrow and Herbert. They're going to need new deals, similar age, similar skill sets, um, similar faces of the franchise. And the Browns did that for Watson, which they never should have. And, NFL, the rest of the NFL was, as you said, super pissed that they did, but no one else has gotten that. No one else has come close to fully guaranteed. So that ended up being what everybody said it was, an absolute one-off thing and a mistake by the Browns, but it has not cost any other team. Nobody had to go down this road as well to follow suit. Um, Agents were happy about it, but it's really, at this point, it's no longer a thing. I mean, I can't even imagine you're, you're even presenting anything close to a Deshaun Watson contract because you just know that nobody else is dumb enough to do that. Well, Brady basically for the last how many years in New England was operating on those year-to-year sort of two-to-three-year deals, and then they'd have to restructure it after year one or year two. It's going to be a lot more dicey with Mahomes. I mean, they're going to have to do it, obviously, like you said, within the next year or two. But then how many times after that are they going to have to reshuffle the contract how many times will it happen during the course of his time with the Chiefs? Yeah, because obviously there'll be a time where Herbert and Burrow may need us. We'll need another contract. Mm-hmm. We negotiate. They'll re-extend theirs after we see what maybe this new Mahomes thing is. And then who knows of the younger quarterbacks playing on rookie deals right now? You know, Trevor Lawrence is going to need a contract one yep. day. And if Justin Fields takes off, the Bears have to pay him. So those guys are going to join the fray too and just keep changing that number and rolling it down the field and. 
you know, you get to be number one, and then you get to be number eight mm-hmm. in pretty quick order uh, if you're Patrick Mahomes. So we are just underway. And speaking of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, uh, we'll get to them later in this first hour because the NFL Top 100, based off of last season, keeps coming out 10 spots at a time. And one of those guys is higher than the other, and it raised some eyebrows yesterday when that new number came out. There is more football college-wise later in the show with Jim Harbaugh on the verge of a four-game suspension at Michigan from the NCAA uh, for lying to investigators about minor recruiting violations. We'll talk about that amongst ourselves and with Aaron McMahon, who covers the Wolverines for MLive.com. We've got a lot on Jalen Brown's $304 million extension in Boston. My guy Brad Stevens strikes again. That's coming up as well, but when we come back, It's Wednesday, it's Champ, it's the Chump, it's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Only one letter separates them, but they're galaxies apart. One is a true winner. One is a pathetic loser. This is DA's Champ or Chump. And this week's Champ is a friend of the show. The one and only... Ark Manning. <laughs> Ark Manning. Arch is Texas's backup quarterback, but um, as we know, he is well-known. I mean, his first name is... He's basically on a one-name basis with the rest of America at this Ark point. Ark Manning. He's just Ark. And that notoriety has paid off for the first time with an NIL deal announced yesterday. Peyton and Eli's nephew signing with Panini, a trading card company to make cards of him and other kind of memorabilia and whatnot. The very first uh, product, joint product, is going to be a one-of-one black signed prism card. I don't know what any of those things mean except signed, but it's a fancy and it's one-of-a-kind card. It's going to go up for auction, and the proceeds of the auction are going to go to two different Austin, Texas charities because ARC doesn't need any extra income as Cooper's kid and... And again, Peyton and Eli's nephew. So kudos to him for cashing in but helping out other people. And this keeps coming up. I've seen this more than once covering college basketball and college football players who are using even $5 at a time using NIL opportunities to send money to other people, not just make money for themselves. It's a great thing, a selfless thing. Uh, and I'm glad that because for a while there were talk of Ark doing none of these things because he didn't need it. Uh, And this one he signs up for with Panini to sell and push memorabilia with other people benefiting from the sale. So, Ark Manning is this week's champ. That's DA's champ. Ark Manning. Uh, And our chump is also from college athletics. Uh, There's multiple different bipartisan uh, proposed laws for NIL. Yesterday, Senators Manchin and Tuberville released theirs. And there's a couple of nuggets in there that are different from previous uh, drafts of legislation that we've seen. In particular, this one would require players to play at their initial school, except for a few circumstances, for three years before they could transfer. So we had this long fight to finally get these kids the same freedom that coaches have. And I will admit, talking to basketball and football coaches a lot, there definitely needs to be some tweaks here and there. A little refinement, a little more structure to the portal and whatnot because things are at times out of control and it makes it really hard to plan long-term. And that is a job that you need to plan long-term. 
So I understand the need to make a change here and there, but this ain't it. And it is particularly chump-worthy of Tommy Tuberville, who across the board has been just an embarrassment um, to everything in this role. But in particular, from our vantage point, this is a guy, again, proposing that student-athletes play at their schools for three years before they can transfer. This is a guy who left the Texas Tech job in less than three years, by the way, left it during a recruiting dinner. This guy bailed. He was literally at a restaurant on campus with recruits, and between ordering and the food coming to the table, he excused himself and left, and the next morning was the head coach at Cincinnati. This is a guy trying to enact laws to force kids to stay at schools for at least three years before they can make the same choice that he made during dinner on a Tuesday night in Lubbock trying to recruit kids to come play for him at one school. The next morning, after ghosting them, he was the head coach somewhere else. That guy's a chump. That's DA's chump. Class is now dismissed. We make it another chump later this morning because we got to play Pete Hates, uh, scheduled again for 920 Eastern this we morning. we change that name. I, again, that, that's a, I, I don't hate. I no. dislike. Pete strongly dislikes. Yeah, but let's find a better name for it. Okay. Pete hates. I just, uh, I don't want to. How about Pete Verse? Yes. All right. Pete Verse? Yeah. Oh. You'll accept that one? Yeah, I'll accept that one. That sounds better to you too, EJ? Yeah, I, I, th- I like Pete Verses. Okay. Because it, it, it really pits him against a certain thing. Okay. But it's not as angry as hate per se. Hate is a strong word. It and, is. And I didn't have uh, somebody for this, but uh, now I have two choices, so i got to figure out which one I want. And know. you've got roughly three hours to, to weed it out <laughs> or find a new target. Unsports-related, too. Okay. Today. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take it. And this is the last thing I hear this week, and I don't know if DA will resume it on Monday, uh, but Pete uh, is going into interview mode tomorrow mm. and Friday. So Pete is full-on <laughs> boss after today. Yes. So the cavalcade of stars now can, continues to Pete's seat for tomorrow's show and for Friday's show. There will be a Ryan Botcher uh, sighting next two days. Are you interested in doing any of these interviews live during the show? No. No. Absolutely not. What kind of hoops would we have to go through to make that happen? Obviously, we need the permission of the other person. But I even feel like we'd have to do something to disguise their identity <laughs> on the air. Like a, like a voice modulator? Yeah, and like they'd yeah. sit in the shadows, like on those, you know, like yeah. on Dateline and stuff, when you, you can't actually <laughs> see who's talking. When, when, when they interview some... old cartel members, exactly. guys that have <laughs> yeah. ratted, yeah. Well, there's that crazy show with that woman who, who goes to all these dangerous places and talks to like drug cartel members and stuff like that. And she talks to these guys and they have like ski masks on or like lucha libre masks <laughs> wild on with brooke burke uh, it's not that one it's not that wild no remember that one late night on oh etv my God. yes good old days i think everybody does ah. <laughs> god bless this one's a little has a little more substance than wild yeah on. a little bit yeah but i but pete there are probably guys who would be okay with doing the interview live on the air uh yeah we could also have the person speak through greg Okay. Almost like a translator? Uh, yeah. And Greg relates to you. Uh, I would be very... I mean, listen, once I get done with my formal interview, I'd be happy to help you in any way <laughs> that you need. 
<laughs> because obviously the fans have been clamoring for me to assume a production role on this mm. show, and I have to remind them that I have zero qualifications. <laughs> I have, I'll, I'll remind you the person that did it before you proves that you don't need to be qualified. I, I, have, zero, I have no business, but I, I am happy that I got him out of here finally. My plan finally worked. <laughs> he had, he had My five-year plan. He had zero qualifications and his salary doubled. So right. Go wow. ahead. <laughs> Only in America. <laughs> How many interviews have you done, and how many remain, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, after today, we, have, we, will, we will have done 12. 12? Yes. Out, of, out of dozens? Out of a lot. Correct? Yeah, I had to count. This is I, the first wave. This is the first round. Okay. And then we have a bunch tomorrow and a bunch Friday. Are you doing anything dramatic, like not facing them, and when they give a good answer, oh, do you I turn like around dramatically, no. like on that... Uh, what is no. that X factor or something? No, I no? I, I have a I have a, a philosophy in my questioning, and that's uh, that's all I could say about it. I've been told by those who have been through their interview already that it's a very hard room to read, and I would agree because I still don't have any clue what our boss Spike thinks of me. There are days where he walks right past me. There are days where I'm not sure he knows my name. Then today he was talking my ear off out of nowhere. So he's just throwing curveball after curveball at me. That's it. that's how it should be. No one should be able to read the room. But then there's you in there too, and I've heard being you know supreme boss, Bilotti. supreme leader, and people got nothing on you either, whether it's good or bad, or you're happy or sad. They got they've got no read on you either. There should be no read. They it's should a- they should they should come in there like they don't know us. It feels like you have new glasses. Those new glasses? Yes, because I lose every pair of these blue light glasses. So All right, so I, I've bought about fifty of them. But are they designed to make you look more bossy for the interview process? No. Process? No. Okay. Yeah, I did notice the glasses before. They're a little more regal, right? A little yeah. more professional. Yeah. Well, I have about fifteen screens in front of me, so I kind of want to save my eyes for you know when I'm older. They look expensive. They look like yeah. you have an executive paycheck. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, those They're, are not dollar store. I bought 12 pairs of these so that nope. I have them. These are, I went to a place, I tried on a few pairs with the <laughs> wife. Yeah. She said, I like these, and you ended up buying those because she liked them. Uh, three for 20 on Amazon. Ooh, big shot. Three for 20, really? Yeah. I was going to say, at the very least, they were better than ones you might get in an Odyssey gift box. I was going to say, you're, you use your Odyssey coins to buy those. <laughs> <laughs> I used my Odyssey coins to buy more. Ryan coins. Hickey gifted <laughs> Ryan Hickey gifted you an Odyssey coin. Great, Ryan Hickey can shove it. <laughs> I, I use my Odyssey coins to uh, watch a Ryan Hickey video in the shower. Pete, if I may, yes, if you may. if we were looking at this whole evaluation process like a baseball diamond, if you will, where are we on the bases in this process? In terms of the process, ah. Uh... Rounding first, it feels like. Yeah, we're between first and second, I okay. would say. Right, so we're not yet looking at the third base coach? No, not yet. Oh, this is still early on. Yeah, I mean, we don't even have a DA involvement yet. He's still standing on third base waiting for the relay throw, basically. Right. He is not. He's only jumping in after Pete and Spike have cut the group in half. So this is going to be longer than my Tampa Bay Rays process, which took about four months. <laughs> this might go longer than that. I, I said, I guaranteed on Monday's show by... Next Labor Day, we'll have somebody. Labor okay. Day of 2024. 24? His last possible scenario, his worst uh, possible if case. If that's the case, then you'll be filling my position. Because, <laughs> again, DA hasn't gotten his hands on this yet. And we know how much he loves content. And imagine him drawing this out through an entire football season. And then all of a sudden, I got you know, Fry DA's off next summer. 
and, all, and then boom, it's next September, and we finally made a choice. So yep. there are a couple Fridays coming up. Yes. So right now the selection committee is Pete the Body, and then a couple of people down the hall. I think just one, and we one. have to make and and we have to make a decision too. Um, it, I feel like as a show we have to decide whether or not we're going to continue to call our boss Spike since he took Mraz away from Sean. Okay. Do so we need... try to call him his real name? Yeah. <laughs> not touching. No. That, that's not touching it. There That'll are be... things I have touched that will not touch that one. That would be a good way for me to get a heat check on our relationship. <laughs> Let's just say it was it was when he first started here. That name was listed in on his, his email. email. Yeah, and it got changed. Right. <laughs> that's it's, it. It's listed in my timesheet. So. Right. Yeah. And it will remain nameless. That's right. That's true. I don't even know if he's if he wants anyone to know what it is. Like I wouldn't. I and I I know well, what it is, I, I mean, but I don't know if I'm out, telling a secret. You can figure there. it out. Yes, it's out there. There's articles with it. Yeah. What's interesting is he somehow seems more like a spike than his real name. He does. Absolutely. He definitely does. But like, which came first, though? I guess is the question there, right? Uh, I'm curious as to how the nickname came about. Yeah. He's too young to be named after Spike Owen. Uh... Well, I mean, not may, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe so. I want a cool nickname, though. I want to be T-Bone. I see. I think you should you you should be happy with the two G's in Greg to end Greg. I think that's a good <laughs> flourish. I want to be Coco the Monkey. <laughs> I, mean, right. I mean, Carlos has a K. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, Greg with two G's. I like it. Double well, G, I, triple I, I G. Like, I like the Spike Owen theory. Maybe we maybe do something with a. 80s baseball player with a funky name. Hmm. I was thinking he could, it could be uh, Spike from Little Giants. Yeah. He's Think. not that young. Right. Yeah, he is uh, an older gentleman. Well, he's just not like in his 20s. He needed to be in the, like in your... Because tw- that movie, we were... That was 93, 94? Right. So like yeah. we were teenagers. So by the time we were of age to have children and then name them after Spike from Little Giants... They couldn't be as old as we and Spike are right now. Rick Moranis was still acting. That's how old that movie is. <laughs> and he's back. He's getting beat up on the sidewalk, but that's he's back. How how sad is that? That that is the gap in the Wikipedia page. He's it's like back. stepped aside from acting in nineteen ninety seven, gets beat up in New York City in two thousand twelve or whatever that was. Might have been even more recent. Yeah. But not that much recent. So is he back or is he gone again? Because that know. didn't happen yesterday. But of course, it's top of mind for Pete. But it is. That's the last time. I... Dude, it's amazing that that didn't happen more often to Rick Moranis. Like he is the ideal mark to get mugged by somebody. Like if I if I were to mug somebody, I would mug Rick Moranis. Yeah, me too. Like I probably am bigger than Rick Moranis. I'm not a tough it's guy. A short list. I would beat the Paulie crap Shore. out of Rick Moranis. <laughs> He's another guy. Paulie Shore. I kick his ass. You don't like Paulie Shore? I like Paulie Shore and son-in-law. But you want to beat you want to beat him up. <laughs> but everything else, no. I don't like so, so, so who's on the top of this list at the CBS Sports Radio Station of people you would jump? Me? Yeah. So we oh, definitely would, would jump or could jump because I'm thinking of just who I could physically handle, not guys that deserve it. No, I'm thinking would battles I could win. Samter. Wow. <laughs> I was quick. <laughs> he wasted no time on no, that one. I, I, I say that because it's always a running joke. <laughs> See, we could play Pete Hates with Samter. No, I, no, we're fine now. We're fine now. Now? Yeah. Now. Yeah. 
emphasize the now. But I'll also point out they've never worked together. What's, I'm trying to think of <laughs> That's right. There's been no five. direct interaction. It's just what Pete hears about Samter that makes him want to fight him. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm doing a count of people here. Not people that I know I could beat up, but people that I'd like to. I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely at half a dozen. Oh my goodness! Wow. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like one it's, and a half. No, That's it's a stretch. It's got to be at least five or six. Tread lightly around Greg. Yeah, no, you guys are good. <laughs> Everybody on this I, show directly is good. Yeah, Thank like you. I love this show. There will there will never be any shots fired, passive aggressive jabs. I don't take any of those. Um, no, this show is always aces for me. I know you're number one. The other five I could probably think of, but I, I can guarantee one person on the list. Yeah, you know, you definitely know one of them. Yeah. That's an easy one. I could scrap with Ack. All right. Ack needs a quick little dust up. That's one of the reasons. Ack needs a good starching. <laughs> But that was like, more like a friendly reminder to leave Expletive me alone. him mm-hmm. and his whole setup. <laughs> All right, well, we construct this list. Let's get headlines. Uh, here's Caserta. Uh, <laughs> After this, the new eight numbers, 80 through 100 in the NFL's top 100 causing problems. After I have my eye on football. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, <laughs> football declines. Eye on the door. Yeah. Billy Jock would want to beat him up too, because he always pokes Billy in the stomach. He's like, "Come here, Billy!" Because a little <laughs> Billy take him over with arm bar. My my guess is Billy has the longest kill list without, of this group. Without question, <laughs> without question. Yep. He, we could ask him. I, I'd love to get his number. It's definitely more than mine. You think Tony or Anthony Pierno is on that list? Both. <laughs> Greg, take it away. Artist formerly known as Tony. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. All right. What are you saying this morning, Chief? (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard that one. I could actually hear. I was listening in my my phantom headset. hear that every day in the newsroom. There's uh, there's a new sheriff in town. And no, his name isn't Axel Foley. It's Justin Herbert. Got that five-year, 262 $0.5 $0.5 million deal from the Chargers. Impeccable timing just the day before they open training camp and keeps the 25-year-old under contract through 2029. No trade clause, $133.7 million in full guarantees, over $193 million in injury guarantees. You mentioned the two other mega deals signed this offseason. Jalen Hurts, five years, 255. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, five years, 260. And now Herbert has the highest average annual value, $52.5 million. We expect that to be broken shortly by Joe Burrow. And uh, for Herbert, the sixth overall pick in 2020, last season led the Chargers to their first playoff appearance since 2018. But he wasn't the only one who broke the bank. The Cowboys succumbed to Trayvon Diggs' demands. They gave him a five-year extension that sources said is worth $97 million, includes a $21.25 million signing bonus, plus a guaranteed $42.3 million. Diggs was scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent after next season, but he is now signed through 2028, I should say this season. The deal can max out at $104 million if the two-time Pro Bowler hits on incentives. Diggs now tied for fifth amongst the highest-paid cornerbacks in the NFL with Marshawn Lattimore of the Saints. 
Jair Alexander of the Packers, 21 million. Cleveland's Denzel Ward, over 20. Miami's Jalen Ramsey, an even 20 million. Baltimore's Marlon Humphrey, 19.5. Is it really worth it to pay a corner that much money? Ask a running back. (laughs) Jerry spoke yesterday. And as always, expectations are sky high for the 97-year-old owner, president of football, <laughs> Ops, supreme leader, and GM. I certainly think uh, uh, and came to camp uh, with the idea in mind that uh, if we can have the kind of camp we want to have, that uh, we've got a team that can compete for the top top spot. And uh, uh, that's uh, I don't want to uh, understate that for sure. I remember the first time I met Mary Ellen Hayes. She said, I want to play quarterback for the Cowboys. Over in San Francisco, head coach coach Kyle Shanahan revealed that Brock Purdy initially will throw two out of every three days in camp and will be limited in his total number of throws. He didn't land on the pup list with veterans reporting to training camp yesterday. It means he'll be able to participate in some capacity from the start of camp after undergoing off-season elbow surgery. His teammate, defensive end Nick Bosa, looks like he'll miss some practices. The reigning defensive player of the year is not expected to be with the team as he looks for a new contract. Shanahan said yesterday that he'd be surprised to see Bosa at camp prior to that new contract. Hoops, good news for Bronny James. LeBron's son out of the ICU. He's in stable condition after suffering cardiac arrest during a practice at USC on Monday. In a statement, LeBron and Savannah wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes. And finally, and he touched on this, and we'll get into it a little bit more on the other side, the Celtics gave Jalen Brown the richest deal in NBA history, a five-year Supermax extension worth up to $303.7 million dollars. That's a lot of Sam Adams and a lot of pastries from the North End. Mm. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Greg's with us today and tomorrow. The only guy doing two days this week. I don't know what that means, but in a you know in a music, live music world, you get two nights in the same place back to back. That means you're selling tickets. That's right. That's right. He's moving. He's moving the needle and putting butts uh, in the seats. He's doing it on. I guess this is the Twitch chat as well, discussing nicknames for Caserta. Oh boy! One person brain cramp, suggesting double G like that. But then, how about this? If I'm reading this name correctly, bittersweets. You can be quote the hot guy. Oh no! Hey now, <laughs> is that who I think it is? I don't I'm know. A stalker. I think I know who that is. Is that good or bad? I don't know. It's never good. We'll see what we have time for next. Is it? Greg the Hot Guy, or is it NFL Top 100 Lists? That's next on CBS Sports Radio. Here's CBS Sports Radio's Rich Ackerman. Rich? Hmm. Hmm. All right, we'll try to get in touch with him. Stand by. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, hey, Rich. We're here, Bogus, Pete, EJ, Caserta, even Cap, WatchDA.com, Twitch, YouTube, all rolling on this Wednesday morning with DA on vacation. This portion of the mothership is sponsored by the United States Postal Service, introducing USPS Ground Advantage, reliable and affordable two to five day package shipping, the United States Postal Service. P.S. I've been in that position with Eric. It's probably not Axe's fault that, that happens. That's we have a, the tape of it. That's a clip from WCBS 880, which is uh, 
within our family, a floor above us, and we used to as anchors also appear on those on that station. We don't really do it that much more anymore. I don't at all. Neither does Zach. Uh, but at times there were uh, there were communication issues, connection issues between us and them, a floor in between uh, that would often lead them to throwing two empty microphones because we didn't know we were supposed to be there. So it <laughs> happens. Sounds great. And we'll freely blame Ack for that one this morning. A new NFL season is here, which means we get a new top 100 list through NFL.com and NFL Plus. And we are now through the first two 10 spot reveals And Justin Fields came in at number 86 yesterday, 10 spots better than Trevor Lawrence, which led to either a couple of celebratory tweets about exactly how good Justin Fields is, or I think most of them are like, huh? Now, I hate lists. I'm not good at making them. I fear leaving the obvious one out, like who's the best LeBron to play in the NBA. I might not say James at number one because I'm a dope. So I stay away from making lists. I also stay away from reading them. Because I think most of you, like me, are bad at making lists. And lists come out and make us angry, and there's no reason for that. But this list, which is compiled by players, has Justin Fields by 10 spots, the better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. And I think that's just untrue. I think Justin Fields might be the better quarterback one day. That's certainly possible. But he's not better so far. He's had some individual, pretty ridiculous plays but Trevor Lawrence was got MVP votes last year. Trevor Lawrence got his team to the postseason last year. I believe Trevor Lawrence had a 3-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio a year ago. Threw for more yards, better completion percentage. Right now, he's better than Justin Fields. But it doesn't matter either way. Um, this list is just a list. And I've already given it too much of a reaction than I, than I even wanted to. But... The But social media had phoned us yesterday, and why not? And Fields, by the way, just keeps doing this because we had him call himself a top-five running quarterback of all time already after just you know 25 or so career starts. Justin Fields loves Justin Fields, and apparently people else also love Justin Fields. Now, I'm confused. Pete's laughing looking at me. You were looking strangely at me. You walked behind me. What's So what's somebody happening? pointed out that in the in the uh, DA show quotes that this fake plant behind you had yeah. a price tag on it. Oh, yeah. So I, I just want to get it off so that we don't look so tacky around here. I'm trying to class this place up a little bit. Well, at least it's Thank a you, fake Greg. plant because they like to leave live ones in here and then don't take care of them, and they become basically fodder for fires. <laughs> I love when they decorate around the holidays. Yeah. It was like it's, holly and cheer. And then by April, we almost die in the fire <laughs> caused by cords and... Dead poinsettia.